Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. I'm James the Jasser Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. And on this week's episode, we're speaking about the very beginning of the game, Beneath Hyrule Castle, leading in to your first foray into the Great Sky Island. So the game opens, very minimalist titles, and then, bam, you're just into it. Yeah, um, initially I thought we were just getting a cutscene when the game first Mm -hmm. opened, because... This was very much in the vein of that very first teaser trailer we got, um, what, four or five years ago now? Um, yeah. Where we're like, what's this? More Breath of the Wild DLC? What's this? Wait, what's this? And then, bam, sequel. <laughs> um, so I thought, okay, we're, we're, we're going to get to see, you know, the the, the kind of initial un- unraveling of the story. Just a nice little cutscene to kick us off. Um, no, this is, <laughs> take the wheel, you've got control of mm-hmm. of Link right from the very beginning, and Max it, and felt, <laughs> it, it felt really strange, right? Like, I'm, yeah, I, I, I can't be alone say, and say this. Because it had that, um, that very modern games thing, right? The walking along next to the yeah. character as they deliver mm-hmm. exposition. Stopping every once in a while, like in a first party Nintendo game before, don't think so. Uh, certainly wasn't in Breath of the Wild, that's what's sure. No, 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 I don't think the only thing I can try, they didn't have it in Mario. I was gonna say, the only thing I can think of is maybe Metroid Prime 3 at the very start when you're chatting to all the Halo lads. Uh, yeah, but that that wasn't like the walking along while the character talks. That was to stand in front of them and chat, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, this, very... This is that sort of Uncharted style, mm. semi-interactive, but basically a cutscene. <laughs> Doubly so as you're walking through a dusty tomb by only torchlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so very <laughs> Don't much get too enjoyed. excited. You yeah. walk down a, like gloomy stairs and manage to kill two keys. <laughs> two keys, <laughs> mats. That's your so, yeah, action about as for much that section. You tend to get in an Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so E3 2019 was that trailer. It, it, it feels lo- it feels strangely longer, but then we have well, had I mean, there's a, a whole global pandemic. Feel long, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So that's that's probably why. Um, but yeah, like we've got a fully powered link right from the get go, and I mean. <laughs> I think I, we all we knew it. we were getting yeah. Metroided, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course we did. Of course we did. And like I saw three stamina wheels, thirty hearts, or how, how much it was. Um, fully powered up master sword, firing laser beams at those perkies, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, <laughs> that life bar is not long for this world. Um. I did find it quite funny how Princess Zelda was like, Link, are you hurt? After. (laughs) Yeah, like, I couldn't couldn't handle those two keys. Um, Did you guys, like, were you, like, running ahead of Zelda, or did she go into that room first for you? I stopped Uh, a couple of times, like, to let her go ahead. 
Yeah, so, I can't remember. Oh, let me give me a second. I can watch my first playthrough of this scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're pulling that, pulling up your footage to remind yourself, I uh, I was very much in the immersing myself, sort of just soaking it all in, um, and I was kind of letting. I was like just behind Zelda, and she stops and Occasionally, kind of yeah. starts cowering a little bit when she sees the keys, which. Mm. Um, okay. it, I don't think it's exactly. It's probably quite similar to how later on we'll be speaking about this, obviously. But NPCs, and this was in Breath of the Wild as well. NPCs in the overworld would like see a um, if a monster got too close to them, they would start mm. you know kind of cowering as well. That kind of same sort of reaction. But um, or like in this game, you're uh, trying to build a a vehicle in in the middle of a town and you're just terrorising like all the local NPCs <laughs> as they go <laughs> yes, this as you float all these sort of items about to like, build like a trick I always uh, assume that NPCs can't see like the the lights and colours and stuff that we see like when we're controlling things mm-hmm. so from their point of view there's just like a poltergeist flying these wooden planks back and forth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we've uh, after we dispatch those <laughs> dastardly keys, um, <laughs> we come across a stone mural. A couple, I really love stops the a couple of, of times at this, mural. like stone statues and stuff like that as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, you can actually. Sorry, I did I stop, like I said, I didn't. I didn't go like fully like ahead of like ahead of her at first. Like I let her go in front of me for like a little bit, and she stopped a couple of times, and like, like she's actually got a lot, a little bit of like dialogue and stuff like that. That she stops at like in well, each yeah, location. Right there in those statues, she brings up the Zonai. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that's the first time. And that brings me them. to my first question: Do you, do you guys remember the name Zonai from Breath of the Wild? No, not at all. Um, no. Maybe were they in? Was there mention of them at all? Like in the like area names and like Farin, I want to say was like ancient Zonai ruins or something yeah, like that. Yeah, mm. it, it's near, near like the rainforesty bit. There's some uh, ruins that are cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah, that. Okay, yeah. it is Farin. Uh, I, I it's just coincidence in the run up to Tears of the Kingdom because I was hype, but I didn't want to watch trailers and stuff. I've just been going back and watching loads of Breath of the Wild videos, so I've been watching like mad speed running techniques and little. Mm. 15 things you missed videos and all kinds of crap like that from the past like seven years um and yeah i found quite a couple that mentioned the zonai I'm like, oh the zonai are these um these like this ancient ruin species that you find but we don't know anything about them and then little do you know the the, the sequel is gonna go deep into them so that's pretty cool yeah that that is neat I, yeah i totally forgot that they were mentioned until you you brought that up I thought they were just like a brand new invention for Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, they more or less are a brand new invention. Like, they were a pretty passing reference in Breath of the Wild. And what it says about them was stuff like, oh, you know, they were a savage, warlike race before the Hillians and stuff. Um, Mm. So who knows how much of an idea they had and how much they just thought like, oh, let's throw in some mysterious ruins because that's always fun. Could could also just be like in the in the lore of the world, like historians just 
make of their own reading into what they find, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I I like I find it fun because that's what we do, right? Is every we always assume that historical peoples were more savage than us. Mm. And yet, you know, we do pretty savage things today. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, like what you're saying there, Jas, but you can chicken and see Zelda interact with statues and such. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked seeing, we, because we don't get a lot of chance to interact with Zelda in Breath of the Wild, you know, all we really see of her is in the the memories through the the photographs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or hearing what other characters have to say about her. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you you obviously get an impression that she's you know a very studious, um, um, a bit of a you know she, she loves her knowledge. She's a bit of a, a geek for knowledge in that in that sense. She loves her ancient well, history. She, she does so. have triforce of wisdom, right? And this is probably the mo- the Zelda who most reflects that. Because mm. um, the previous Zeldas have been more like um, much more spiritual, or just you know straight up royalty, like in Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Whereas this Zelda, yeah, she's just a big old geek. While still retaining that whole spiritual side, obviously, for that was well, the whole. She was yeah, to she was. That and... She was trying to find that side of herself, but struggling in the first game. Yes. Yeah. Um. Which is kind of an interesting little conflict between, you know, she wants to just go out and geek out amongst ruins, and this is like her getting a chance to mm-hmm. actually now go and do that with, um, you know, the person she probably trusts more than anybody else in the whole wide world by her side. Um, well, especially now that they both disappeared for a hundred years, so he's the only person she really knows. Yeah, yeah, totally. Other um, than like a couple elderly people. <laughs> It's like Impa, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Impa Pura, Robbie. That's about it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh yeah, so she kinda talked about how like her dad never spoke about these tunnels and always said, you know, they were they were to be were to be remained sealed and mm-hmm. you are already getting the impression that I mean, we all know shit's about to go down, but Yeah you're kind of getting the an idea that mm, maybe we shouldn't be down here. <laughs> this is probably a bad idea. Well, yeah, but then they were saying that, like, something's been leaking out, right? It's not just curiosity that took them down there. Yeah, because the then it's right. basically their the fault that all of this happened. Yeah. The doom and gloom of the gloom. Which, uh... But yeah, then we get to the big mural. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jay, you recently played Skyward Sword. I did, Yes. This is the imprisoning war. Yes, which has has been featured in across Zelda in loads of different forms, right? Like, I mean, I, I was it not first mentioned in Twilight Princess? Uh, in Twilight Princess, there's a diff. They seal up Ganondorf after Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. but there's specifically the imprisoning war as mentioned in Skyward Sword, ah, right. mm-hmm. is like the earliest point in the Zelda timeline. Because mm-hmm. you fight the imprisoned throughout that game. Mm-hmm. That's it, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so it's uh, you were talking earlier about the the design of the murals and, and such. I, I really do like it. Um, it always reminds me of, which my first 
main Zelda game that I ever played through start to finish, which was Wind Waker. It reminds me of the opening scroll of Wind Waker. Yeah, yeah. See, like, Wind Waker is so like stained glass, right? Not the very beginning. The very it's beginning. Like a star, it's, that, it's like a standoff not... scroll, right? It's, it's like a an parchment like, mm. type scroll. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's it's more so obviously it's not carved out of stone like it's it's a scroll like Jas is saying but it's more the art style like how they mm. portray these these figures of of ancient history um, yeah. and I like it I like that it's it's kind of vague enough that you you can you're not concrete knowing who the characters are but there's still enough detail in the in the little figures amongst the murals you can kind of go well that's obviously meant to be Ganon or yeah, I mean, we all know who the Demon King is. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. And then, um, and then he's got like some sort of woman he's capturing, so that could be some early Zelda, maybe, or even Hylia. Some and, sort of princess uh... or queen. Mm-hmm. Oh, goddess. That's good, yeah. yeah. We shall see. And, and Zelda pulls out her switch to take some pictures. <laughs> it's, oh, uh, I love when they do that, where they just put like their console into their games. As well, it was funny in, in Breath of the Wild, because almost everyone played it on Switch. Yeah, but yes. it was like a... But was Link a had a Wii U. Wii U. Yep. <laughs> um, I, like, um, I like that Link went and, you know, took the torch and held it up so she could get a good picture of it. Yeah. The, Nice little touch, nice little moment, like that, you know. Good Instagram that's voice. Just, <laughs> that's just reminding me, like, talking about, like, taking screenshots and stuff. Like, as you were, like, expo- going down those, like, initial tunnels, like, after the mural, I, like, I wanted, like, a, mm. I wanted to just take a screenshot of Link standing in the tunnel, looking into, the, like, the darkness. And as I mm. pressed the screenshot button, like, Zelda just stepped in front of the camera with her torch, and I just got a screenshot mm-hmm. of a big torch, like, in front of me, and I'm like, thanks. Photobombed. Yep. Um, and interestingly, a couple of the murals are covered with uh, boulders rocks. and rocks. Mm. And I was <laughs> looking around, like I was trying to go, "Where's, where's your bomb rune link? <laughs> Come yeah, on!" <laughs> I was, I was pressing the button, seeing if I had my bombs, but nope. So um, that suggests to me that I'm going to be coming back here at some point. Perhaps. Perhaps we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but obviously there's more to tell of the story, I'm sure, that we, we don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just uh, our earliest hints. Because mm. uh, we keep heading down. And So I um, I pulled up, obviously, my footage from playing it, but also mm-hmm. the the original trailer from 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's not quite one-to-one. The biggest difference, they had a big... Um, like an ox with them carrying their gear in the trailer. I'm sad he wasn't there in the final game. Oh. I wanted a big cow friend. Shame. I mean, yeah. Sad. Sadly, with what's about to happen, I don't think cow friend would have. Had a yeah, I don't trailer. think he would have done very well. <laughs> no. Unless he was a sky bison or something. No, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> Appa, he is not. Sadly. Because <laughs> um, uh, yep, we encounter a mummy. Like before we get to speaking about said mummy, um, what I was really enjoying, um, in a perverse sort of way on the way down, on the way down, like the climb down to this chamber, 
um, was just the whole mood and atmosphere and the mm-hmm. music. Um, like they did such a good job of like building this ever ever growing sense of dread, that kind of like eerie sort of reversed music that they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I wonder what that actually is forwards. Like I wonder if there is actually tune there or they've just this you know made uh probably on nintendo probably be, has something forward right pro- probably is yes. yeah, yeah i mean this is you know temple the, of time or something. <laughs> Song of time. whatever whatever they've done is it's creepy as all hell and it sets such a good mm-hmm. tone for what's about to happen as well that was another moment as well like when you come out like reach the bottom of those stairs and into that chamber like for the first time I was just like that was on that sort of a screenshot click <laughs> <laughs> like I I'm, I'm telling you man I'm like obsessed man like there's just there's been so many moments through playing like that's just like screenshot video saved like I'm going to run out seriously I'm going to run out of memory my uh yeah I've been filling up my <laughs> my switch memory card with lots of videos too so I can uh I'm in agreement with you. Well, apparently, um, I'm looking. I was looking up to see if I can find out what the, if the music is anything backwards. Um, but I have found that apparently, in some of the trailers, if you played them backwards, there were secret messages. Mm. <laughs> Ivan et Niash. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I suspect it will definitely come out in a couple of months, that that is some famous Zelda song in reverse. Mm. I mean, Skyward Sword's main tune was an old Zelda song in reverse and somehow made it better, so... Oh, like, Ballad of the Goddess is... is one of my favourite songs, so... It's incredible what they did with that. Um, yeah, there's some tunes in this game, just going, like, mm. when we get into talking about them, I will be raving about them, because some of the... I think a criticism Breath of the Wild I got got which I thought was quite unfair actually was that its music wasn't exactly memorable outside maybe of like the trailer theme, but mm. there's some absolute bangers in this time track that I'm going to be. I, I think the music was memorable in Breath of the Wild. It's just you didn't hear it that often, mm-hmm. and I, I don't. Got... I wouldn't say that's a criticism. I think it's like that's a choice, right? They chose to make it a. I think it's just because most people, most people generally remember like the, like the general kind of, you're on an out, out in the open field adventuring like music, which is like the plinky, yeah, from plinky like, piano. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's just the plinky plunky piano, and it still Tears of the Kingdom still has that, but it's like, it uses it, like basically just in the kind of main surface area to begin with, and like kind of the way they use the music in Tears of the Kingdom, like it transitions a hell of a lot more than Breath of the Wild did. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, we should probably go back and talk about that mummy yep. <laughs> that we've left back to the hanging in the room for the, for the five minutes. <laughs> You're talking about music, we should have spoke about, obviously, like you did and passingly mentioned like the reverse music, so the music was kind of dark and weird like as you enter the chamber mm-hmm. for the first time. Um, and I think... Obviously, we all, <laughs> anyone that's played a Zelda game before, 
probably has a good idea of who that mummy might be that they've uh, that they've disturbed. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the king from the first game, right? Uh, yeah, well done. <laughs> Good old King Rome. He's going to come back and help us in our time of need. Or a touching Mate. moment. Zelda and her dad reunited. <laughs> but um, yeah, they disturb uh, an eerie mummy. They, they knock a curious hand object that seemed to be generating some sort of ethereal waves. Have either of you played... Final Fantasy Seven, at all? I've dabbled like twenty years ago. Okay, like I think the, I played the more of, eight actually. The kind of green tendrils coming off the arm um, reminded me a lot of the uh, the life stream from Final Fantasy Seven. Um, okay, just kind of same sort of vibe, but yeah. Mm. I'm sure there's some um, Ghibli reference that they're both drawing from. Probably. Well, um, see, interesting, I joked about, like, not knowing that that's Ganondorf. Technically, one could argue that it's supposed to be Demise at this point, not Ganondorf. Eh. Uh... If this is, like, the original one. I mean, I suppose... It's... But it's a moot point, right? It's that they're the same. The One of the same, yeah. Like, yeah. Demise is... Ganondorf is his demise reborn, much like Link and when Zelda he was born reborn. in the Gerudo. Yeah, 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 that's it. But I think the difference is Ganondorf he remembers, right? Whereas Link and Zelda are reborn every time, mm-hmm. which I think is really um, like that's one way because in a lot of ways Zelda is Western fantasy, but that's one way that Zelda is very Eastern in its like its spirituality and its beliefs is that you're meant to just enter the cycle of death and rebirth in like a very buddhist kind of way and one of the main ways in which ganon is evil is that he doesn't do that he perverts that system and tries mm-hmm. to like maintain be his like, life all powerful and like be like immortal basically it's mm. <laughs> why um, yeah link and zelda are being reborn like you're supposed to be that's why some of the portrayals of Ganondorf have been really interesting. Like, I always think of Wind Waker's Ganondorf. Mm. He's almost a sad villain, you know? Like, he, yeah. he just pines for a land that doesn't exist anymore. Um, yeah, it's one is... of the rare ones where they really give him some humanity. Yeah. Because often he's... I, I Recently, um, my girlfriend was asking me how I feel about... Uh, Zelda x Ganondorf shipping because she knows I don't mind a bit of Peach and Bowser now and now and I was like no for me it doesn't work because Bowser's a character right and you can imagine him in love with Peach but Ganondorf is just evil like he doesn't love Zelda he just wants her for purposes like very rarely have they made Ganondorf seem like a in any way relatable character he wants a Triforce he doesn't care for Mm -hmm. the person he's attached to and like to the point that in Breath of the Wild, they he wasn't human at all, right? It was just the calamity Ganon. He was just yes. an entity, a force. Um, I, I'm glad they are giving us a you know a version with a voice and a character this time. 
Because um, yeah. I, like I think I've, I've brought this up many times. I'm not that big a fan of the Japanese game thing where you just fight like the vague embodiment of darkness at the end of an RPG. <laughs> but, you know, you have a cool villain for 80% of the game and then at the end you fight, you know, the nothingness or whatever they've come <laughs> up with. I want to fight the nothingness. That sounds like a good boss. That's a never-ending story. You can't fight the nothingness. Oh, yeah. um, I'm pretty sure yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> oh, it must be. Yeah. The, uh, the the point you're making there, though, about, you know, having a villain that can actually speak and emote and, and threaten <laughs> the, 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 the heroes, it's why I've, I've always preferred when they've done Ganondorf as opposed to mm-hmm. Ganon, you know, like the, yeah. the pig man who doesn't really say a lot, just up there in his Tower of Evil. Like that um, interaction, like, like uh, uh, in the cutscene at that moment of basically, like, when he like name drops like Zelda and Link and they're pure like both like yeah, short yeah, faces yeah. like how do you know our names yeah <laughs> yeah um it just I think it gives them just a lot more presence and and gravitas um to, to the encounters with them you know I think it makes you get more invested in Ganondorf as a character as well yeah um so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they what they do with with uh, with Ganondorf during this game. But um, obviously, um, quite early doors. He uh, decides he's just gonna mess up Link to a massive degree and uh, drain twenty seven of those thirty hearts that Link yeah. had. <laughs> and shatters the uh, Master Sword while he's at it. Yeah, probably more importantly to mention, yes, breaks the Sword of Evil's Bane clean into and um, pretty much it's... horrendously burns Link ar- Link's arm off to the point of being basically well, okay. ripped off already. So yeah, he does that. He's The arm's like blackened and ruined. Then the, the room shatters, Zelda starts to fall. Link reaches out to catch her with the busted arm. <laughs> and from the trailers, I know he gets that blue arm that we saw, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought he was going to catch Zelda and then his arm was going to come off. Which would have been really <laughs> gnarly, but that's not what happens. It would have been gnarly and a bit maybe darkly maybe funny gnarly. as it, Like darkly funny as well, which wasn't the mm. tone they'd be going for at all, right? Like... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that would have worked. Um, I, I mean, they could have made it work if it's like there's a brief moment of he thinks he saved her and then nope. But depends on how they, how they frame it. I think it's just easy to it. do if, like, if oh, they didn't, didn't make it. Couldn't grab her type of like, thing. Like, like yeah. Kinda... If they didn't make it funny, it would have been too grim. And if they didn't make it grim, it would have been too funny. So maybe they just couldn't get the tone to work. Mm. The only way I could think in my head of that working is. Maybe like from Link's perspective, we see him grab Zelda, and then he just sees Zelda continue to fall, holding his arm, and like then a camera cut, cut away, into, like nah. cut away, and you you, yeah. you don't you don't see, you can you don't see any details obviously because it's a Nintendo game, but you maybe like well, see Steve like flapping in the wind, and then he gets teleported away or something like that. I, I mean, maybe if the arm just like turned to dust, like a Thanos snap, rather than like 
Yeah, that would that would be a way to get around it. <laughs> Basically, Sekiro, this is not. <laughs> yes, but um, he does join uh, the titular Sekiro in uh, getting a prosthetic arm when he eventually awakens. But well, uh, it's more like he joins um, Otacon in getting a possessed arm. <laughs> Not Otacon, Ocelot. Ocelot. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't, unless there's a twist in the story yet to happen, I don't think Link's going to suddenly be taken over by the spirit. No, but there is going to be a twist later on that he's not seeing a spirit, but actually between nanomachines, brainwashing and drugs, he's convinced himself that he's seeing the spirit of Rauru. Oh... I realise if you have played any Metal Gear games, we probably just send like mental cases there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens when you talk about Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, but yeah. it's a pretty bleak opening mm. um, for, for for Zelda. Um, well, well, it's interesting because so now we cut to waking up at essentially the point w- equivalent to what we woke up from in Breath of the Wild, right? Yes. Um, and in Breath of the Wild, when we are waking up at that point, it has been equally bleak up to then. It's just we don't see it yet. Link's also forgotten everything has happened as well. Mm, true, true. Because so yeah, the, the, the trauma. Breath of the Wild's story is you finding out why you were in that bath at the start, and it's yeah because you failed to save the world. Yes. Whereas yeah, this time around, they just you actually experience it right before. That's it. So the um, question that I don't quite know the answer to yet. First of all, how much time has taken place between the end of Breath of the Wild and the start of this game? And then how much time is skipped between the cutscene we just saw and mm-hmm. Link waking up on the Great Sky Island? So for the first part, there's definitely answers to that that you can infer that will get into later on but i would say if you're wanting an answer to that right now like um i would say it's been at least probably a a two to two years to three years maybe yeah um it it hasn't been just a few months there has been a significant bit of time passed since then and Um, i'm i'm happy for that just because it means hyrule did get a couple of years of peace after i saved it (laughs) before it gets another disaster (laughs) Um, to the to the second point, I mean, I haven't seen any definitive answers yet, but there's a couple things that I would say. Like, obviously, Link's hair seems like it's a lot yeah, shaggier yeah, than it was. Um, and also, like certain things to do with infrastructure that again we'll get into in more detail. So hopefully, we get to later episodes. But it's got to have been at least a month or two, maybe. Yeah. They've had enough time to come up with a name for what happened and to start some search parties and so on. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, yeah, definitely time has passed. But once again, we wake up almost nude in a mysterious <laughs> healing chamber, ready to start our tutorial. That's it. With a shiny new arm possessed by a, a friendly seeming spirit at this point. And so again, I asked if you recognised um, some other names. Did you recognise the name Rauru? Uh, yes. Um, 
that's um, the Sage of Light from Ocarina was the first point. Oh, really? I can remember that connection at all. Yeah, I um... I knew it was a name I recognised as like a sage. Apparently, it's so Zelda said that's the name of the first king of Hyrule. Did they ever tell us that in a game before? I'm not sure. Not one that I've heard. Oh, um... that, that that was more of a Beetle impression than I meant. Uh... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so oh! he is. He is Kepera Gepera in Ocarina of Time. Oh, and then he... Okay. okay. So yeah, Rauru was his human form, but yeah, he appears to you as the owl. Cool. Oh, okay. Mm. I, I've got some interesting thoughts on a much, 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 much later episode then that we'll be doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's made me think about something. Um, about a certain quest I did in this game. But yes, um... Oh yeah, He's, and then Adventure uh, of Link has a name, um, has a town named after him. Yeah, right. I mean, I think that's the case of a lot of the Ocarina thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure I think all, like, like all the shrine, all the sages. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's not very owl like in uh, <laughs> in uh, go god in this. He's he's, he's yeah, he's he's a goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Messi. Wee. You happy with that? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I am happy with that. <laughs> okay, okay. Factual um, and funny, kind of. It, it pro- probably is. Probably is factual. Um, oh, Messi definitely has the goal. Yeah, yeah. And so is Raru. So, <laughs> so is Raru. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like from, I suppose a difference this time compared to the sort of spirit guide that goes around with us at the start of uh, Breath of the Wild, who is revealed to be a spirit after being in the guise of the old man, um, who then reveals himself to be, of course, the the, the previous king of Hyrule. Um, you straight up see right away that Rauru is a spirit, right? When you, mm. when you do see him. Well, there's a lot of things where it's like, it wouldn't make sense to try and trick you again the way they did in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. So hence why, you know, they don't hide the fact that you're waking up from a disaster because you already know. So yeah. they just let you see it. They don't hide the fact that this guy's a spirit because they know you already know. Little things like that. I mean, the amnesia card would have been a bit contrived <laughs> to play that again. Well, especially because it would have been like... E- well, I mean, even in Breath of the Wild, like, you know, you kind of know more than Link, right? But yeah. here you would know a lot more than Link because you played the previous game. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, the the initial sort of, um, so it's called the Chamber of Awakening. Is where it's we just, use... it's just like a big cave this time. It's not even a bath or anything. Yeah, there's there there's no sort of healing properties. I'm guessing this is probably just where Rauru worked his magic on you, basically, while you yeah. lay there. Like you are, like you do, like awaken, like underneath, like a tree. So. Mm. so. Could be some mystical don't know if there's anything, anything to that, like, or like, kind of allowing you to kind of regenerate and as he puts his old arm onto your decayed right hand. Yeah. 
But, uh... Yeah, you go to, like, there's, like, shattered ruins, and there's a... Mm. One of those rings that you can go up to and activate that gives you the warp point. So... Um, And then very tellingly, a cog starts spinning, but you can't... It's going the wrong way. You can't get onto it. Yeah, I tried jumping on that for like 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get up here. I'm going to get up here. Can I climb up the side of this little kind of ledge? Nope. Can I jump? Like several times. I I followed it up and I was like, okay, there's a room up there. There is a room up there. So, Mm -hmm. and I didn't... uh, My stupid brain was not like... I'm literally watching on my... My stream from um, Friday night. I'm watching me try and get up there as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just the normal thing to do to try and see if you yeah. can maybe got to test it out. It, you, know? But yeah, there's... Like, you know, you can climb. You know, from like basically the mechanics of Breath of the Wild about climbing everywhere. That yeah. you know, getting up to certain places just with that climbing ability alone is, is possible. So it's, it's always going to be like worth trying. Oh man, I came real close to drowning as well. Because <laughs> I was running around and running I just in a puddle with barely any stamina. <laughs> yeah, I think I did the same the early as well. But uh, yes, once once you uh, eventually pull yourself away from the futile task of trying to climb up that water wheel, um, you have a couple of very uh, like. Like oh, diving, basically diving boards as Link yep. kind of dives his way down the caves, right? Yes. Diving into the um, water, introducing what will be a surprisingly big mechanic, I guess, of this game. Yeah, yeah. Although maybe not so much diving into water. Well, you will be diving into water, but your initial dive is. Yeah, you know, like on, like you want that's what you want for your landing point, right? Like, yeah, that's where you take like more damage landing than oh. No matter the height, <laughs> you could be all the way up, all the way to the surface. As long as you're hitting water, you're fine. As long as you're hitting a paddle, you're all good. Yeah. And we get our That's exactly uh, how first, it works. We get our first piece of armor as well. The uh, was it the archaic greaves? Is that what it was called? Yeah, something. Like uh, well, I'm about to see it, so I can let you know. <laughs> <laughs> a little kilt for a little kilt with, uh, Yeah. Strap like. Laced like sandals. I think it mentions in the um, the flavor text for the item as well that he like pretty much says these are these sandals are a bitch to tie. <laughs> Archaic legwear, it's called. Simple classic Archaic legwear. Leg They're well worn and showing their age, but they've still got a few good years left in them. It could be a bit cumbersome to have to tie the straps. Well, <laughs> <laughs> boy. <laughs> Well born, sure their age, still got a few good years left in them. <laughs> Welcome to Hyrule. Like <laughs> <laughs> Have I told um, you my Greaves anecdote? Uh, Greaves anecdote? I, I, I honestly, no. <laughs> so when I was reading the, uh, I read the Iliad a few years back, mm-hmm. and all the way through it describes them as the well grieved Achaeans. And I thought it meant, like, well-grieved, as in, you know, they have great grievances. That's why they're at war, you know? Mm. These guys have been through such grief. Such. Eventually, I realised, no, it just means they have good shoes. <laughs> <laughs> they are the well-grieved Achaeans. <laughs> the Achaeans are the best grieved. Yeah, I always, like, your your initial thought, like, better there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, much well, more like, Yeah, well-grieved, right? like, battled. Yeah, like, it makes way more sense. No, it's got good, good legwear. 
like, oh, right, Greaves, great. That's much less interesting than how I've been reading it for the past 400 pages. <laughs> Definitely offer, mate. Your reading counts more. Yep. I mean, yeah, well, the author's very, very dead as an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean. We don't even know if he existed. <laughs> um, so, did anyone else... Um, as soon as they got the the archaic legwear, panic and think, oh god, did I miss the top? <laughs> mm, yeah, I went. Here. I went back up. Yeah, I went back up. I didn't I, have that thought, but you're not the first person I've heard bring it up. Because I saw, like, I looked down the next tunnel and I saw sunlight, and uh, you know, putting two and two together, having played a few video games before, I'm like, oh god, this is the exit. This mm-hmm. is going to be the big opening vista and. I'm not going to go back here. Oh God, I, I, I was really panicking. I was like, I don't want to go around topless for the whole starting area. Where's my top? <laughs> well, see, that's the difference between you and me, Jake, because any excuse to go around topless, I will take. I'm a pasty white Scotsman. Me. <laughs> I will burn in a crisp. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so we step out of the cave. This is our, yeah, I'm 25 minutes into watching my um, my playthrough. It's the first glimpse of sunlight. And uh, what a glimpse. Yeah. Um, this is our big opening vista where, obviously, Breath of the Wild, you got the whole view of of pretty much well, most of Hyrule, right? You saw Death Mountain, yeah, you saw the mm-hmm. castle. Um, you could see far off to the distance... Um, some snowy, snowy locales. This time, though, you get a lovely view of just multiple archipelagos. Archipelago, archipelagi. Archip- well, I mean, I I'm looking at it now. You can actually see Death Mountain, but it's it's oh, far below you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, there's like rolling clouds. I the clouds are gorgeous. They're very similar to Skyward Swords clouds. Imagine. Obviously, this would never happen. But imagine if someone somewhere managed to have no exposures to Tears of the Kingdom, loved Breath of the Wild, saw the game came out, had no, didn't know what was going to happen in the game, and then suddenly, boom, you're in the sky. It would have blown your mind. Well, I, I was playing in this section, and like, it was making me think, like, God, I wish I'd seen even less trailers than I saw. Mm. Yeah. Like, if I'd just seen that first trailer that was the opening cutscene, then I'd get to this bit and I'd be like, all of everything from this point is new. And, like, my God, what a visual. Yeah, I mean, this well, is... Because it, it, it is structured as if that's your experience, right? And also, you say that that's not going to happen to anyone. People like us who watch a bunch of game trailers and listen to games podcasts and watch games, we are the minority. True. But I still but think plenty of, you're going to get But they probably exposure. would have seen a TV commercial or a poster. Or... That's it, yeah. Like Even the back of know. the box, I think, kind of shows it. Yeah, that's it. It'd be very hard to avoid the, you know, that, that this is the big secret that right, the sky in this they, game. They wouldn't be expecting it in the same way that we were. So I think maybe no. that moment might have been even more breathtaking for a player mm. who did just like, oh, I like that last Zelda, I'll pick up this new one. Like, I was listening um, to another um, a Zelda podcast, and they were joking about how, like, their parents messaged them, like, oh, did you see there's a new Zelda? Are you thinking of picking that up? 
and they're like, yeah, I work for a Zelda website. I do a Z- Of course. I've been thinking about it nonstop <laughs> for three years. Of course I'm going to pick it up. What kind of question is that? That's kind of funny, actually. Oh, I was probably, gonna, probably going to pass on this one. <laughs> so you bring up, actually, me. I had like a message like off my older brother. Like, like, the, like the day after Tears of the Kingdom came out. Like, have you played the new Zelda? Is it any good? <laughs> and I was like, well, played it for about like 10 plus hours on launch day yesterday. Of course, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, cool. I, the first yeah, message man. I got from my brother was um, him building one of those big dick statues. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> my, uh, I was actually on the phone to my brother before the cast tonight, and uh, I was obviously telling him how incredible Zelda was. And I said, have you got it yet? You plan to pick it up? And he was like, no, I bought, I bought Star Wars Jedi Survivor instead. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no! I'm yes, sure it's uh, good. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's grand. It's you not have chosen it's not poorly. Um, but yeah, but e- back to the sky. Even even with you know all the prior knowledge that we had, as we're saying, just what a what a vista, what an opening moment for mm-hmm. that game. Well, and then the and then, big difference between this and that first vista in Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, you step out to that vista, but you can't go down there yet, right? Because you're you're stuck on the plateau, so you actually have to sort of turn to the right and lazily make your way down a little hill and do a lot of exploring. Here, you see that vista, and then the very next thing you do is jump. <laughs> you jump off. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then you get the title card come up and another moment where you go click 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 screenshot yep got some screens from that (laughs) well actually I'm watching and I didn't jump the first thing I did was very slowly pan my camera around and have a nice look I I think I did the same thing I've got three screenshots like me standing on that platform and then like the one and then two more (laughs) jumping off like for the title screen Mm mhm I even went back and tried to see if I could climb up higher and get a different look, but it didn't let me. Uh, and then, yeah, that dive. Just. I mean, yeah, now the camera's doing it for me. I don't even need to. First little glimpse at a dragon. Lots of little sky islands. Beautiful, impressionistic clouds. Oh, gorgeous. Proper gorgeous stuff. Such a cool and, moment. And I think what's really good and especially after you you know you steer yourself down and find a pool of water to land in because you don't have the paraglider yet the parasail is not in your inventory as of yet it's like um, on the way down i'm like speeding um, it up and i'm like i hope i don't hit one of those lily pads at the bottom <laughs> <laughs> like make sure i aim it to hit the water you know well, it's, it's a little while before you get the paraglider to the point that i was mm-hmm. wondering like Wait, am I gonna get the paraglider in this game? Yeah, I, I was, I was almost the same. I've got on a later episode. I'll tell you some interesting things I did without having a paraglider. <laughs> but uh, obviously, this the, the the whole point of it in the intro is for you to. Well, you can't then just drop off the island. That's the whole reason you mm. don't have it. Because if you drop off the island, I mean, can you even jump off the island, or no, does no, it? No. Is there like you're, a fog around you? It's like a fog, yeah. Like it's death. Yeah. You just get reset, but yeah. they're not taken off of you. It's like I fell off trying to so... go over to a pla- another one of the platforms. 
but it's it's an interesting we'll, we'll speak about this a lot more in, in the next episode i'm sure but it's an interesting choice not to give you that from the very beginning because it does mean mm. how you traverse through the for the opening area which is then revealed to be called the great sky island as you mm. land in the in the water down below he, how you traverse also mentioned as the garden of time they mention it like i think it. yes that's it um garden of time is where we where we come down to so there's a some interesting naming conventions going on already which uh will be explored and expanded upon as we traverse around this area um but, but one thing i wanted to mention and i think we spoke about this maybe off recording um ourselves Luke, but one thing I really love about just even you know, the first moments you take in the, the scenery and the, the environment of you know, the Sky Island, the Great Sky Island itself, is just the colour palette is so different from anything that was in Breath of the Wild. Mm. Like, oh, you've got all these like autumnal yellows and um, you drew a comparison to another video game that we all love. Yes, Elden Ring. It's definitely similar. The opening area of Elden Ring had this colour palette, as I recall. Yeah, because it's got like, the golden plains, right? Kinda. Yeah, and then here we are, the opening area of this game. Um, I think the more interesting comparison... So obviously, Breath of the Wild, the world is very alive, right? And wild, mm-hmm. because it's it's meant to be... To go back to uh, t- t- 2020, ooh, nature's returning, you know, that kind of vibe. <laughs> like, you know... Um, there's been the calamity and now nature has overrun Hyrule. Whereas this that's is kind right. of, these sky islands are a world that's kind of dead. So like, yeah, even the grass is kind of dying up here. Because it has just sort of been left to to wither mm. in the skies for some centuries or even millennia. Well, I just realised like, what actually why the sky been... islands are where they are. Like, and where they came from. Just kind of put that together. Like, if we want to cover that like later. Oh, we'll get. I'm sure we'll get to that much, yeah, much yeah. later. Yeah, much later. Yeah, like there's, there's an area that could, they're connected to clearly that I've just kind of put together. Mm-hmm. Well, you spoke about that earlier. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Sky Islands. Mm, we don't know. <laughs> find out soon. <laughs> Stay um, subscribed yeah. to find out. <laughs> <laughs> The, the point you were making there, Luke, about you know these islands being dead and such there, I would argue that they aren't because they've been maintained for millennia by um, the constructs that we... But the, the constructs quickly. are also starting to break down and... True, yeah, you I do see the ruined part, constructs like, you can get items from. Mm. That's likely just part from like the whole upheaval, as they call it in the game, right? Like mm. everything's basically decayed based off of what's happened and happened with Ganondorf in the open cutscene. Like you didn't mm, just yes. decay Link's right hand; you decayed everything. In the every world. weapon in high and every weapon, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but we meet uh that one a. Uh, once we kind of progress through the Garden of Time and take it, well, yeah, because we there's and... you spend a little while up on this first island. Um, there's mm-hmm. like a construct you can fight, and then eventually there's one you can. So there's like a this like square window that really looks like you were meant to jump through it, 
Um, but you just fall to your death if you do. <laughs> <laughs> so then I realised that I meant to go and talk to this little pile of stuff, which turns out to be um, one of the constructs. I really like how they, just from a design standpoint, are meant to look like robotic. Well, if you presume that all the Zonai were that kind of deer goat-like mm, creatures, yeah. like like Rauru, they obviously look like a robotic version of, of them. Yeah. Um, which I suppose is, if you think about robots with us, you know, we des- like robot fiction and things like that, we design robots to look like us as well. I guess yeah. it's just, you know, more familiar and trusting than creating some sort of alien construct that looks nothing like... These things are meant to be, you know, servants and, and helpers yeah, yeah, yeah. and you want to... You don't want to be freaked out by going, what is that robot eldritch horror doing in my back garden? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, and um, the one you meet, he gives you the Pura pad and said, Zelda told me to give this to you when you're ready. Um, our first little hint at what might be going on here with the princess. And yes. Then, yeah, this is when you first find out this is the Garden of Time. and He directs you to go to the Temple of Time, which looks quite unlike any temple of time we've seen before oh like just seeing it from a distance it's like it's almost like something from like a mass effect game just like Mm. a really alien looking obelisk almost it it looks kind of inverted yeah yeah like almost like an inverted pyramid right like Mm -hmm. um it's it's a strange looking construct oh it's it's Um, actually i'm looking Looking at the symbol for it on the map, uh, it's not inverted. It's wide at the base and the top. So I guess it's meant to be kind of like hourglass shaped. Well, that would make sense, right? So yeah. Oh no, maybe yeah, maybe that's the shape from above. It's like yeah, yeah, maybe it is inverted pyramid. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, then you like, can activate the bridge. Like looking You've at the screen first... now, like just that tip from the title screen, which is obviously kind of yeah. almost a top-down view of it. But yeah, it kind of looks like it's inverted in some way. And then we got our first objective: find Princess Zelda. Yes. Um, just going back to the the the, the constructs there. Um, you, I don't know if you shared this thought, these thoughts yourselves, but obviously, with us being on a sky island, you're you're instantly thinking about Skyward Sword, right? Like, when oh yeah, 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 islands in the sky. Um, and I know they don't look anything like them, but seeing these little robot fellas very much reminded me of the robot fellas from the yep. desert area in Skyward Sword. Um, and I'm guessing you thought the same there, Luke. Yes. Well, um, it's the same director as well, and he describes it as uh, his trilogy is Skyward Sword, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. Ah. Where he's, he's, you know, it's showing us the very earliest and the very latest in the Zelda timeline. So you often hear the complaint with fantasy stuff that it's like, like in Lord of the Rings, it's like 10,000 years have happened, but technology has not changed. Mm. Uh, Whereas in Zelda, it's like technology rises and falls. There's always a ancient deceased civilization which has robots and stuff, but the current time is reduced to swords and spears, Uh, which I guess makes sense, right? Because they have a calamity that destroys their society every couple thousand years. Yeah. Yeah, so um, there is. It does create this really weird 
version of historical, which is, you know, Zelda times. And uh, there was a little little bit of distru- distrusting feeling towards the construct as well, just because the previous game, obviously Breath of the Wild, he obviously had the the Guardians being yep. the main enemy type, and immediately I was thinking, oh god, is there going to be rogue constructs out there that are that are well, actually, before you meet a friendly construct, you meet the enemy ones. Mm. Uh, That's but, true. Yeah, yeah, they're no, they're no guardians. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, the soldier constructs, as they're known. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, I mean, that must have been, I presume, what they were used for. They must have been used for defense as well as yeah, and training as well, which seems to be the only thing they're good for for you most of the time. Yeah, I mean, as we'll speak about later areas, there are um, definitely more menacing versions of the constructs that are out there, but um, I've uh, yet to come across anything as terrifying as the Guardian, from the construct realm at least. Mm-hmm. I think next time... Um, which I do hope you join us for. This is kind of this is kind of what the podcast is going to sound like um, yeah. as we move forward now. Um, Obviously, as we episode... get into later areas, there'll be a little more divergence in what we've done, which will mean the discussion will be different, and there'll be a little more digging we'll have to do to get to the lore. Obviously, these early parts of the game are fairly linear. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure things will be a little more interesting when we've got a little more to discuss and... Mm. you know will have done things the others didn't do so hopefully you're enjoying re reliving these early stages of the game and remember that in six months time when we're talking about an area you'll have played it a long time ago it won't be quite so yes. fresh <laughs> we might have as well although i think yeah. what i'm gonna have to do is uh, as we get ahead i'll have to start a playthrough for the pod um, I was going to just probably end up revisiting the areas and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about Yes, but uh, so yes, next time. Um, I hope you jo- join us again and come back and listen to another episode. We'll be tackling the rest of the Great Sky Island as we uh, delve into our quest to find Zelda, find out what's happened to her, and uh, uncover some more mysteries of Rauru and the Arm. Rauru and this is the arm. <laughs> On that note, Luke, um, if people are interested in finding some other casts that we've done, where can they go? But they can find this podcast on Twitter or Facebook at Hyrule Field Pod. And of course, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Wherever you're listening, please do give us a five-star rating and review. Help us find some more listeners. Share it with your friends. Post it on your Zelda Facebook groups, whatever. Um, and if you are enjoying hearing our voices and you want to hear more of us, you can head to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius, um, where even if you don't want to throw any money our way, that's a good place just to find the other podcasts we make. There's uh, Monster Mash, which me, Jay, and Jazz did previously. That was our Monster Hunter podcast. There are more than 100 episodes of that online for you to listen to if you're into Monster Hunter. There's Luke Loves Pokemon, which I still produce every week, where you can hear us chat about, well, mostly just me, go deep dives into Pokemon families every week. There's the Game Game Show, a game show about games. Um, Just 
absolute nonsense, but it's a laugh. And then there's some other podcasts. There's Time Enough Podcast, a podcast about the Twilight Zone, which I'm occasionally on. There's Films and Filth, where we dive into the top 100 and bottom 100 films on IMDb, which Jay will be guesting on fairly soon. Um, and there's plenty more besides that. So please do check it out. What's your most professional plug I think you've done yet? <laughs> well, I realise this is a new podcast, so I probably should do it properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was good. <laughs> but yeah, on game, game show, I'm usually at the point of like, you can check it out if you want. You, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Well, until next time, catch us later. Peace. Cheerio. My, uh, I was actually on the phone to my brother before the cast tonight and uh, I was obviously telling him how incredible Zelda was and I said, have you got it yet? You plan to pick it up? And he was like, no, I bought I bought Star Wars Jedi Survivor instead. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's grand. It's you have chosen it's Zelda. poorly. If you were as funny as Mus, then maybe your brother would have respected your opinions. It's <laughs> gonna make no sense to anybody. <laughs> Should probably cut that. I might. I knew it would get a laugh out of you. <laughs> yeah, well, of course it would. <sighs> no, we can we can explain to the listeners. Mus is the co-host on one of our other podcasts, and Jay's brother messaged him saying, "Why aren't you as funny as Mus? He's my favourite." I mean, that's a fairly normal interaction. My brother constantly puts me down, but yeah. <laughs>